0: If you want to know about all two, go to the search bar and type in Charge It To The Game Podcast. And you will get all you need to know about all the world of sports from this podcast on YouTube. I am a describer and I recommend you to describe to this podcast as well. Again, describe to this podcast today on YouTube, Charge It To The Game. And you'd be glad you did. Hello everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver. And I count it an honor and privilege to be here. To share with you the word of God. And what God's put on my heart this week. I'm sorry that. In the last few weeks. It hasn't been a full week of podcasts. Like we normally do. But with my mother in law passing and stuff that's going on, taking care of business and handling things for her, you know it's it was it was unhelped. I don't have no one to take over for me, so I am back today, and we did not start the podcast as on Sunday like I wanted to um I had a problem with my heart act up Um, I had to take some nitro bit and called my doctor and they told me to strictly not to do anything especially preaching because that'd be hard on my heart so I had to take the day off and that's another reason why I wasn't on the air Monday Um, doctor wanted me to take a couple days off and then Tuesday we had some uh, insurance business to take care of with my mother-in-law and so on and so on, but we are here today, and we will be here tomorrow. And just on that live commercial, I read before I greeted everyone. That is a rec. I do really recommend charge it to the game podcast on Facebook. I mean on YouTube because it helps me to get the information I need for my dad because he's not computer savvy, and when he wants it, he wants it now. And it gives us a chance to bond. Even though I'm not really, really into all, all kinds of sports, I am wrestling, but professional wrestling, but not really um, the rest of the sports. And but I do it to bond with him to have something to talk about with him. We'll be right. And today on God's Internet Church podcast, we're going to be the the podcast Bible study is going to be on. The word for worry wards. Worry wards. And then we're going to have God's Teaching Us in a Different Way segment on. Someone didn't write it down in my notes for me. Respira- restoration. And then we'll have our closing remarks and prayer requests that, that came in to the church. And itself. We'll be right back after these messages. For the Bible study. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast. Episode 49 of Season 1. And I count it an honor and privilege to be here. And to share with you the Word of God. I do want to tell you I am having trouble with my allergies today. So if I'm coughing that's going to that's part of it but besides that let's go to God's word on book the book of Luke the book of Luke chapter number 10 the book of Luke chapter number 10 Going to look at verse 41, Luke chapter number 10, verse 41. And it says, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Now, here's the situation here. That's what the verse they want us to pick up. But there's a situation here where Jesus came to town and Martha and and her sister were waiting to see him, and Martha had a dinner planned, and Martha was freaking out, because things were not getting done the way she thought they should get done, and she thought her sister should be helping her, and in a roundabout way, her sister should have been helping her, but she was letting herself get worried about what was going on instead of listening to Jesus. She was throwing her attention and mind on what she was doing and not what was Jesus was doing. Now, you might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, we see this all the time. Even with church fellowships and stuff, sometimes the women's got to go from the preaching and Go start setting things up early than the meal. And you're right. <coughs> Excuse me. But I think that is a shame. Because there's no reason why that food can't be set up a few minutes after the servers are taking over. But that ain't what we're going to be talking about today. There's three thoughts we're going to talk about about this subject of the words. The word for worry wards. Okay. Now. Jesus basically told. These people. Told Martha that. Hey. You got all this going on. And. you're You're not paying attention to me. But your sister is. In other words. He was telling Martha. She was wrong. You need to not be anxious over this. And come and listen, all right? That's what the Bible story is caught, you know, was sharing. But this, for this word, for worry words, there's three thoughts that the writer wrote here in this book we have on faith and hope and courage in a changing time which we're in. And the first one was, Martha was too busy serving, but she wasn't enjoying it, no doubt. She wanted to please Jesus. It's just that she allowed her work for the Lord to become more important than her relationship with him. And that's what we do sometimes. Even ministers, believe it or not, sometimes we enjoy our work or do our work and get our sermons ready and get our worship time ready and get our praise times ready and get funerals ready and get weddings ready. We forget to take the time to listen to God, just like Martha did here. We got to learn to give God his time just because you sat there and do a sermon doesn't count as a time of getting in God's Word. Now, I've been fought with that. Well, I didn't. I went to bed Sunday night. And I said, and it was late. And I said, oops, I forgot to read the Word today. I forgot to do my devotion today. Then I turned around and remembered and said, oh, yeah, I preached today. I got into the Word today. Then I turned around and went back to sleep. Now, that was wrong of me. The reason why that was wrong to me, of me, because technically what I learned with the Word of God today, or I studied the Word of God that day, technically might have been not exactly everything that God wanted me to see and hear and listen to. So, even us ministers sometimes make mistakes. We got to remember to put God first. We got to remember to get into his word before we get into the business of the day. We got to remember to get into his word before we do the podcast of the day. We got to remember to get into his word before you get your sermons made today. Sunday school teachers, same thing. Regular workers in the workforce, same thing. We got to give time to God and I find if you do that first you're going to be apt and apt to do it and then everything else next I commend my wife every morning she's up seven days a week she's up at five o'clock in the morning and right after she goes to the bathroom she comes up to the upstairs where we live And she has like a window she looks out and it's got trees. And she loves looking at the woods and the God's creation when she's doing her devotion time. And she sits there and reads her Bible devotion. Plus, reads some extra scripture that the Bible has. And you might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, she is really committed. Yes, she is. Just like Martha's sister was. Committed to listening to Jesus. We got to be first. And then do the busyness next. In other words. Instead of having. The, I know our men and women and young people. And if everyone wants to leave the church and get home. But we should really have that dinner. The people go down. And have things done. After the service. Set things up before service. That needs to be warmed up. And then come down afterwards and then set up and then have the people come down. We got to remember what priority is and everyone's got to have it. So we got to remember to put God first in that priority. Second, we're going to point out how, what Satan did to get her to do this. I mean, what was Satan's agenda in this? Satan didn't take Martha out of the kitchen. He just made her focus on herself. He doesn't take away your ministry. He just discourages you by saying you overworked and underappreciated. In other words, he came and attacked, and he made her grumble about Martha's sister not coming to help. He made her grumble about the work she was doing, why her sister was listening. She made, you know, she was still doing her ministry. And he was letting her do her ministry. But the devil attacked on keeping her away from what Jesus was teaching. Alright? We gotta learn not to be distracted by the devil. He will let you make your sermons out. He will let you make your Sunday school lessons out. He will let you make your bills out. He will let you watch your TV shows. He will let you do everything He'll do everything, even though it seems simple. He'll attack you and not take you out of your element. Even if you're doing work for the Lord, just like Martha was. Just like I told you as a pastor. Sometimes he takes me out of my element by why I'm working for God, but I didn't find time to do my devotions and listen to him. Okay, we got to learn, we got to learn not to let the devil attack us. Because if we do, we're going to find out that we missed a blessing from God. Then you got people who wants to read the ones they missed back. And one time I went to go do this, to read something that God gave me. to read, a devotion time, and I I forgot to do it, I went in to do it, and later, I said, oh, I'll just catch it up, I went to go read it, and you know what he told me, God told me this, he told me, that is yesterday's manna. So God treats this word of God, the word for the day and and our devotion times, like the manna he sent the Israelis in the fields every day. He has a fresh word for you. And that word is only for that day. Not saying that he won't bring it back up another time. But the point he made there with me, that was yesterday's. Why are you trying to read and get this all jumped up with today's? It's got nothing to do with yesterday's. <coughs> and you know what? He's right. It don't. So what have we learned so far? Out of the three thoughts. We learn that we got to make sure we put ourselves, put God first, then us, and our needs last. We also learn that we gotta watch out for the distraction, because the devil is the one orchestrating us to do this. Cause he don't want you to get the word. He wants you to get weak and flabby. He wants you to get starved for the word. You know, he wants you he trick you by letting you do your stuff for the Lord or tricks you to let you do stuff that you need to do. But we gotta realize what's going on and put God first. All right? And the third and last thought. God values, values your bad attitudes. Okay? God values your bad attitudes. Spoils the gift you offer to God. Jesus said, Martha, few things are needed. Mary has chosen. What did Mary choose? Sitting at the feet of Jesus He's always perfect, quiet devotion of sincere heart, nosy nosy attitude of a complainer. Think about it. When you don't go to God and you have a bad attitude, it spoils the gift you offer to God. Think about it. When you finally grudging because you're so tired and maybe, oh, you remembered devotion before you went to bed. Or, or like me, you decided to do it and you finally remembered. You did it so grudgingly that you came with a bad attitude for God and you spoiled what your gift to God that you had. And in spoiling that, you spoiled the reward. That he pie was going to give you. Which he still gave you by for doing it. But it wasn't as pleasant because of the attitude. And God wants you to have an attitude of worship. When you come to talk to him and spend time with him. He wants you to have the attitude of. You wanting to be there. Not something you have to feel. That you had to do. That you're obligated to do. How do you feel when your friends. Make you feel like you're obligated to do something, that's the only reason why you're around. In other words, that's how God feels when we're done. We got to make sure when we come to God that we come with the attitude of joy, the attitude of readiness, the attitude of servingness, not the bad attitude that we get because we're feeling feeling forced we need to do it and I'll tell you an example. There was a a pastor out there called, well, was out there called Dwight Moody. And and this is the attitude we need to have. If he went to bed, got all ready for bed, got in the bed, and remembered that he didn't witness to God that day, he didn't grudgingly get up, but he got up, got dressed, went out and found someone to witness to. And he did it out of love and respect for the Lord. Not grudgingly. But most of us, if we remember that, Oh, uh, Pastor Ron just told me about the story today. And I made a commitment I'm going to release at least witness to one person a day. Now I got to get up at 12 o'clock in the app that night to go out and find somebody. If you're going to do that, you might as well stay in bed because you're coming with God with a bad attitude. And you're not going to do the job the way you're supposed to. And God's not going to be too happy with you. And you're not going to be too happy with God. Okay? Do things that you feel God wants you to do. But do them in love and kindness. And do them putting God's first. Then the things you need to do next. So what did we learn here today? We learned this. We learned that God loves us. We learned that we have flaws. We learned that sometimes we put our horse before the cart before the horse. We learned that sometimes instead of getting into God's word or putting God's first, we put stuff that we do for him on a daily basis for our jobs or whatever, but realized we didn't really put him first yet. And then we, re- we learned today that the devil sometimes uses those circumstances, no matter if it's a ministry that you have or whatever it is, have you focus on that and getting things ready and not really catching the point that Jesus wanted you to do when you read your devotion. Then we found out when we do figure out that we got to go sometimes and read God's word back or do this or that, We bring an attitude with it. And we learn that God don't like that attitude. And neither should we. So what can we do to do this? We got to be like Mary. Martha's sister. Put God first and then everything else next. Bottom line. Put God first and everything else next. And that's basically what God told Mary. I mean Martha. You're mad at Mary, but she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. You're not. And now he's not saying that he didn't appreciate the dinner that she was making. But I think he was saying that you could have done that after I was done. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. Father, we just ask you to help us take this word apply to your life, Lord, our lives, Lord, for you. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be right back after these messages for God teaches us in a different way segment. We'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor would distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on sp- sp- Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum, minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast Episode 49. And we're now just finished up our Bible study, if you're just joining us, on the Word of Four Worry Awards. And I, I tell you to rewind this podcast and uh, listen to it because it was a blessing. We're getting ready going to go into our next segment of the podcast. And the segment's called God Teaches Us in a Different Way. And I have a story here that the, stories, the segment teaches us through stories that God gave people to write and gave them to me to read to you. Okay, it says, Restoration, a true story by Jeanette Levli. We buried Daddy four months after my 10th birthday. Cirrus, Cyrus cirrhosis of the liver, filled with the line on Daddy's death certificate. His sister claimed he died of a broken heart after mom divorced him and married joe another alcoholic after the funeral my 14 year old brother danny withdrew into a hard silent shell i sobbed for weeks blaming mom joe and god everybody but daddy may have been irresponsible and weak but he was sweet, generous, and could make friends with a skunk. Every time Job swore at us or called us names, I missed Daddy. More, the hole in my heart grew larger and angrier despair. Although i given my life to Jesus when I was eight, my church attendance wandered after Daddy's death. During my teen years, I rebuilt, streaking out into the opposite of everything. I learned in Sunday school, I choose... Sorry about that. Opposite of everything, I learned in Sunday school, I choose inappropriate friends and attend ungodly parties. I spent my free time acting in plays and musicals. All the applause from audience filled my craving for fatherless animation, or so I thought. One morning during my junior year, as I prepared for school, Joe hollered from the kitchen, Jeanette, get in here. I want to talk to you. My heart beat double. What could he want now? I braced myself myself for it. Another tongue lashing. But when I sat down, Joe didn't yell at me. His voice wobbled and tendered. He told me, He recently gave his life to Jesus. I realize I'm not being a very good dad to you, Jeanette. Will you please forgive me for all my horniness over the last several years? With tears stinging my eyes, I could only nod and say, okay, what just happened? I wondered on my way back to my room, can this be real? The following day, Joe flushed all his cigarettes down the toilet. Over the next few weeks, he quit swearing and ridiculing me. He even attended church with Mom every Sunday. Our home was like a different place. Peaceful and happiness. Only God could have orchestrated this night-to-day change in Joe. Maybe there was hope for my messy life. I wanted to rebuild my relationship with Jesus, feel the same excitement, but I felt for him as a child. But was it too late? Have I sinned too much? Over the last few years, God. To forg- years for God to forgive me. Perhaps it would, could change Joe's heart. I wasn't too far gone. I knelt by my bed. One Sunday afternoon, my Bible hung the pur- purple bedspread in front of me. I asked the Lord to show me a verse that would help me believe he still loves me and would forgive me. When I opened the Bible, these words from Hebrews 8.12 popped off the page. I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. This This was it. God promised to erase my sins and restore our father-daughter relationship. I stood up my hands to heaven and surrendered my life fully to the Lord. That huge hole in my heart now filled with brim over God's love. Joe became a real dad to me. Thanks for transforming power and the love of Jesus. The last word he said to me before he went to heaven were, I love you, Jeanette. Jeanette. I love you, Jeanette. I love you, Jeanette. And I'm sure her brother Danny... Came out of that hard shell too. But this is a, this was a story to tell us. You never can get too far from God. He's with you. He wants you back. Sometimes he caused circumstances in front of you to change. To get you back just like she did with Joe. God did with Joe. Gave his heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. And then she came back and asked God for a sign in the Bible. He gave it to her. Let me tell you something, saints. God's never left you. You might walk away from Him, but He's there for you. And right now, if you might be one that might be listening that's backslidden, and if you're listening to this podcast, it's not by accident by God's choice to bring you back into his kingdom and we're going to take a second here and we're going to ask God to to recommit our all of our lives that's listening because sometimes we miss the mark and we need to get back to God and he's there waiting for you he's there waiting for you let's pray dear heavenly father say this after me dear heavenly father I recommit my heart and life to you. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. And help me be on fire for you again. And let me help people find you. And bring them into your kingdom. So you can bring them into your kingdom. We ask you all this in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good, and he's good all the time. We'll be right back after these messages for our closing remarks.